Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Luke. And this is The Parent Diaries. We're an English guy and an Irish girl that fell in love, got married, and now we're ready to start a family. This podcast is our honest account of becoming first-time parents as we navigate the slightly terrifying but equally exciting journey to parenthood. It will cover everything from fertility and trying to conceive right through to the baby arriving. Now, we're not celebrities, we're not doctors, we're not midwives, and so far we've collectively held a baby about three times. But we're going on this journey no matter what, so you may as well come along for the ride. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Parent Diaries. My name is Luke. And I'm Kate. And we are your Parent Diaries hosts, and you, hopefully by this stage, should know that you are following our journey. If not, why are you listening? Um, (laughs) So we last left off, and when we found out that uh, Kate was pregnant on the very last day of our trip in Ireland, and it was awesome news, um, and we are now back in rainy old England... And we are on the next leg of our journey. We've got an action-packed episode coming up um, where we are going to cover early stages of pregnancy, including some reassurance tests just to make sure that the pregnancy is progressing the way we would hope. So we will go through those as well as an early pregnancy scan, which actually had some surprising results. So stay tuned for that one. And we will end on our NHS first appointment or I should say we've got uh, two appointments with the NHS because COVID times so they split it in two now so you have the booking appointment and then the bloods afterwards but first off how are you feeling Kate? I'm feeling okay on the whole Um, I'd say the main kind of symptoms that I've experienced are quite typical having read up on it so uh, lots of bloating like that's one of the big ones. Um, I've also found a week, like I'm not this, I'm not that type of person who gets up in the night to go to the bathroom, but I have been like, it's like an overwhelming urge um, to do that. Supposedly that's um, related to your progesterone levels, which increase in early pregnancy. Um, but they are the two main symptoms. So not, nothing like major, not experiencing morning sickness or anything. Um feeling kind of normal oh actually no another one um so getting quite tender uh breasts that's like a, another quite typical symptom i have all just those kind of three at the moment so i suppose we should talk about the first part which is we actually got some more tests done some blood mm, tests so yeah. you actually signed up for this service which sends home blood kits mm, yeah. to your address you do them they get sent up to a lab and then you get the results yeah. and what do they test for? So, yeah, I basically, just for context, decided to um, do, it's called a pregnancy progress blood test with this company called Medichex. Um, and uh, the reason I did it is because I just wanted reassurance that things were progressing as we'd hoped they, be, they would be. Um, so they're just testing for two things. They're testing for your HCG level and then your progesterone levels. And that's based upon your estimated due date. So they, they, they'll tell you, based on where you think you are, either you your levels for HCG and your level for progesterone falls within the typical range that they'd expect. So it's a really simple test, finger prick, blood test. Um, you obviously have worked in labs, so it was really handy getting your help. Um, I administered the test. He did. Um, 
and she basically packs it all up. It's, you know, I think they send it kind of first class Royal Mail. Um, and then I think I got the results within two or three days. Um, and thankfully, all the kind of results came back as expected. I'm just reading it here. So she was just like, everything, your beta HCG is in keeping with this stage of pregnancy and your progesterone is within normal range for this stage of pregnancy. And what stage of pregnancy are we at, just to give an update? I, my, so by my estimations at this stage, I thought I would have been about seven and a half weeks. But I'll come to why I think that might not be the case in a second. I think you're going to talk about our scan. Yeah, so we also decided to get an early pregnancy scan as well, just because it was relatively inexpensive, I think. Yeah, it was it pretty was... good. But like, I think for what you get from it, which is like confirmation that you are pregnant and that it's not just your body producing hormones and like tricking you into thinking you're pregnant. Yeah, which um, can happen. You, yeah. you know, we heard, you know, a lot about kind of phantom pregnancies mis- and chemical pregnancies, yeah. mis- mis- miscarriages yeah. as well. Yeah. So we just wanted some confirmation. Hopefully there was going to be a heartbeat and things as well. So we went with um, a private clinic mm-hmm. um, that was close by and went there's down there's tons of them across the country everywhere oh there's loads well, I yeah. think it's big business actually these private scans so we went down and it was actually a really nice experience went in our little masks went into a room we both got to go in as well yeah um, I sat there they did the ultrasound and- well, well just for people because I think women who get early scans are always kind of intrigued to know how they do them at that stage as early as we are now it was transvaginal so it was an internal scan um, and if you guys have had a smear test, it's nothing like that. It's a very kind of straightforward and pretty non kind of painful thing. Um, but basically off the back of that scan, they were able to show us the pregnancy sac. Um, so there's a couple of things they look for. So the pregnancy sac itself, so the, basically the sac the baby would be in. The um, baby itself, which was a worm. <laughs> it's called, I think they, oh, I can't remember what she described it as, but it's basically, it's like a, it's like a little... It looks like a grain of rice. In reality, it's probably even smaller than that. Obviously, on the scan, yeah. it looks bigger. Um, but they see that, and then there was actually a heartbeat as well. Um, and then, which was really reassuring. Which is it? reassuring. And then there was also they call it the egg yolk sac or the yolk sac, um, and that's where the baby gets its nutrients before the placenta takes over because the placenta is growing as well as the baby growing. Um, but yeah, all of those things are there. However. We had a surprise, actually, yeah. with the dating. Your, so, like, your I, dates are I, off. I'm still pretty confident because I was so like certain of when I ovulated. But I was basically told, or we were told, I'm five weeks and six days. So today I'm, I'm now six weeks. But yesterday, that, that's what they said to us. Whereas I actually think I'm about seven and a half weeks. But um, later kind of scans hopefully will give us confirmation of that. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see where we are, basically. So, I mean, she said it was pretty accurate, so we'll see how right she was. She said it's, I think, plus or minus two days is what they usually yeah. say in terms of, like, accuracy from dating scans. Exactly. So, those are the tests that, that's what we've been up to, basically, just for confirmation. It gave us a lot of peace of mind as well. That alongside um, me taking multiple pregnancy tests. I've bought so many of them. Um, there's one on the market, the, the clear blue, it's like the weeks indicator, and basically, as your pregnancy progresses, your H- HCG levels rise. And, by, and I think each pregnancy is really unique and different. And your HCG levels could rise quicker or slower, depending upon the person. Um, but I was pretty freaked out for a while because I wasn't my 
weeks weren't increasing as fast as I thought they should be. Yeah, you weren't meeting the threshold for the HCG, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, now I've had the scan, I actually feel just a lot better and I'm stopping doing any more pregnancy tests. Good. But if you have been doing loads of pregnancy tests, don't worry, you're not crazy. There are others out there. Kate, there, Kate can yeah. give you testament to that. And I've joined like 102 online kind of... I guess, like mother-to-be type communities. And it is a very typical thing, I think, in very early stages of pregnancy that women are just a little bit like, is this actually happening or real? Because you, Yeah, other than a couple of symptoms, which I said, again, mightn't actually mean you really are pregnant. Um, you kind of, yeah, you just worry, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So we also had our first NHS booking appointment as well. Mm-hmm. So our first experience with the NHS um, they obviously got back to us and booked us in. It was a virtual appointment. Yeah, so so the fine. midwife from um, our area basically phoned us up and went through some general questions. We got a bit of a surprise, actually, when the midwife phoned because it, I'll tell you what it was like, actually. It's like a blind, you know, when you go on a blind date and the person turns up and it turns out, you actually know the person. (laughs) That's kind of what it felt like. Because it turns out that our midwife was actually pretty much our (laughs) neighbour. So we live in a block of flats, communal living, and um, she literally lives like... We can literally see her flat from our window. Because she would have been doing the the booking appointment virtually as well from home. We were both like in the (laughs) building doing this telephone consultation. we we should have just met up in the courtyard. (laughs) No, but it was really funny when she first... Like when I first answered the phone, she called me and... I didn't really pick up what she had said initially, but she said something like, this is your neighbour. And of course, you're not expecting to hear somebody say that. And I think she thought it was some friendly slang that the midwife was using. Yeah, (laughs) she said it twice and then the penny dropped. I was like, oh my God, because we knew that this neighbour of ours was a midwife. Um, So yeah, it was was actually really nice um, to have somebody that kind of half knows you having that conversation. but yeah, it was like an hour long. I'm pretty thorough. It's what you'd expect. It's them basically gathering a lot of information about you, your health, your family history when it comes to kind of like health. And then also Luke's as your partner, um, gathering as much information as they can about them. Um, and then kind of asking you, you know, are, are you happy to have various different screening tests done? Um, getting confirmation of it it actually even went so far as to kind of talking about possible birthing options which is like nuts when you are like six or seven weeks into quite a pregnancy. early isn't it but like start it was, as you mean to go on I suppose yeah it, but it was only a very kind of like brief part of the whole consultation um but yeah I was quite taken aback because I was like god I don't even have a bloody clue like I wouldn't know what I wanted at this stage um but yeah, it was a re- it was a good call, um, and as you said, there was a part two. So we we went to the hospital that we've kind of registered with, um, and they were running. They were calling them bloods clinics, um, because I think what they were doing is, as you said, due to COVID, they're just doing these consultations over the phone, and then um, just like one after the next, kind of bringing people in, taking the bloods, probably the most efficient way of doing it. So I went in. I think. Again, the sort of stuff that you didn't imagine. So they weigh you, 
They um, take, you give a sample of your urine, which they test there and then, I think, or no, they probably, they send that away, I think, um, to get a test for like proteins and different, I don't know, what would they be testing for in your urine, would you say? Urine, uh, things like, yeah, protein. Protein, So um, they could also uh, look for any infections. If you were showing any signs of that, they wouldn't just, they wouldn't normally just yeah. look for that but if you were if you had like a uti they could check for that Got you. um but yeah things like um protein ketone yeah. ketones um sugar as well mm-hmm. so you know could be some sort yeah. of like a pre-diabetic state mm-hmm. um nitrates there's lots of different things they can test for in the I urine but I, the majority sure. of it is just it's just basically to make sure that everything's okay yeah so yeah so exactly that and so they did the urine they did bloods and i'm a total wuss like i had properly like built myself up to be kind of like worried about it but the girl who did it she was very experienced and I didn't even realize it had been done did the midwife do it the midwife did uh yeah so there was like a midwife seeing lots of different people one after the next um but uh she had to take like three vials of blood because they do test for a lot of different things so there's probably two for the hospital one for her oh god (laughs) that's weird Um, (laughs) did she have one around her neck yeah she did yeah exactly Buffy the vampire so um no so she I think there are things like uh, they're testing for HIV, hepatitis B. Um, they're testing your iron levels as well because I think actually that can drop during pregnancy because babies, as they're growing, can take quite a lot of your iron. Testing for syphilis. Um, there was a whole range of things. Again, you opt in or out for those different screening tests. Then I think based on my ethnicity and your ethnicity, they didn't have to do the sickle cell and, um, and thalassemia, thalassemia yeah. tests. Um, but yeah, like... It was a fairly straightforward, fairly quick, um, like, consultation. It was strange going to a hospital during, you know, the lockdown and these COVID times. Um, one thing I'd say with uh, for partners as well is partners can come, but they actually can't go no. into the appointment, really. So, you know, it's a case of, you know, bring bring your AirPods or a book and wait outside. I think, again, that's COVID-related. <laughs> I mean, it might change, obviously, as I think it, we come I out think of lockdown. I think it could. At the moment... Based on what I've heard, anyway, the only time partners can be part of like an appointment are the 12 week and 20 week scans. And actually, there's even some uh, parts of the UK where partners can't even attend in those uh, circumstances. So at the moment, at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I think that, yeah, there was a stage last year during like a height of COVID during the first lockdown where women had like no like partner at any stage of their pregnancy um in any of the appointments and then i think actually there was like some i don't know campaigning done um and they have now they now view it as a right um of a pregnant woman for it to happen should be as well i mean it's yeah. like a lonely place when you and daunting when this, you're doing it um if you have if you have got someone you want to take in with you partner or just a support person totally. to come in so Particularly yeah scan i think because like yeah. people go into that first scan at 12 weeks and they could learn that they don't have like a living baby anymore they've got this miscarriage and they're they're on their own and they're going through that on their own and it's it's tough like horrendous um but like you say hopefully that will change um and i don't think that's going to be the case probably when we go because i think they said we can so i I can be there part of the booking appointment that i had over the phone she booked in my 12 week scan or no i got actually i got that confirmed she booked in my 16 week midwife appointment um which is like i think just a in person that, that's an in-person appointment you can't go to that yeah um 
but so just you- back to the 12 week scan yes when i got that letter in the post it said partners could attend so hopefully fingers crossed that'll be the case we shall have to see yep okay guys that's everything we're going to cover in this episode we will wrap it up unless you've got anything else kate no nothing from me Good. You're tired, aren't you? I am. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, I feel quite tired. See, the fatigue is starting to settle in. Okay, our next week's episode, we are going to be covering the next six weeks of pregnancy. Yay! <laughs> so we're going to be talking about, what are we going to be talking about? Like lifestyle stuff. Like, uh, and yes. I, had t- I have tons. That's well, what we're going to be talking about. I still about. have tons of questions, but I'm starting to get some answers to them. But like, what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat. You know, should like you still what? exercise? Should you not exercise? All yeah. Those things. So we're going to do a lifestyle part two. So we did pre-pregnancy lifestyle and fertility and trying to increase your chances. And now we're going to be covering lifestyle more in the sense of when you are pregnant mm. in the early stages of pregnancy. And it will change throughout. So I think mm. these lifestyle kind of segments and episodes will sporadically pop up, I think, as we continue on our journey. Mm-hmm. So join us for that one next week. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye. So that's it for another episode of The Parent Diaries. Don't forget to subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it's out. Also, we'd love you to give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, as it helps others to find the show. Five-star reviews, greatly appreciated. If you'd like to get in touch with us or if you've any suggestions for the show, drop us an email at theparentdiariesuk at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at theparentdiariesuk. Thanks again and catch you on the next episode.